from the art section of the Wall Street Journal, Museum Exhibitions for the Foodie, by Kelly Crow. A smorgasbord of museum exhibits this fall explores the interplay between art and food. Have a snack before you go, or you'll be sorry. In Los Angeles, the Getty Research Institute last week opened The Edible Monument, The Art of Food for Festivals, a rollicking look at the towering sugar sculptures, wine fountains, and bread-covered pavilions that popularized European street festivals and papal dinner parties during the Baroque era. Curator Germano Celant picks up where the Getty leaves off in a show for the Milan Expo that examines arts and foods, rituals since 1851, including Kleis Oldenburg and Kushi van Bruggen's oversized Leaning Fork with Meatball and Spaghetti too from 1994, that exhibition runs through November 1st. A pair of shows in New York also chew on food's scientific and spiritual sides. The new Museum of Food and Drink Lab will open a show in temporary quarters in Brooklyn on October 28th called Flavor, Making It and Faking It, a survey that chronicles the ancient Egyptians' discovery of essential plant oils and the 1851 Great Exhibition in London that introduced artificially flavored fruit candies to the marketplace. At Manhattan's Cathedral of St. John the Divine, the Episcopalian Church has invited around 40 artists to tuck food-theme artworks into its Gothic-style chapels and naves, including Jan Moon's honey-producing beehive and art collective Fallen Fruits pair of 20-foot-tall tapestries covered in images of apples and snakes. The exhibit, The Value of Food, Sustaining a Green Planet, opened October 6th and runs through April. People have always used food the same way they use art, to display power, maintain control, and engage with beauty and transcendence, said Jennifer Rubel, a New York artist known for her performance pieces that use food as her primary medium. Ms. Rubel said artists and museums are increasingly using food as an art-making, ephemeral material that can be admired or critiqued, and then consumed. Five years ago, during a gala at the Brooklyn Museum, Ms. Rebell paid homage to her artistic heroes like conceptual artist Bruce Nauman, who has cast his head in wax, by casting her own head in Fontina cheese. Then she suspended her casts in midair and melted them using heat guns so that they dripped onto a pedestal piled with crackers below. People were invited to snack. During the Art Basel Miami Beach Fair in December, Ms. Rubel said she's planning to unveil a new food performance called Devotion, inspired by friends who recently got engaged. For several hours, she plans to ask the couple to repeatedly reenact an undisclosed morning ritual involving bread and butter. Her goal, she said, is to feed around 4,000 people and portray love as an everyday action. In art, some foods work better than others. Meat? Not so much unless it's displayed in sausage form or smoked and dried. For the cathedral exhibit, artist Peter Nadine raised a hog on his farm in upstate New York and then had it butchered and cured. Then he hung a pair of resulting ham hocks in a chapel as art, said cathedral spokeswoman Isadora Wilkenfeld. We expected it to make the chapel smell like typical American ham, she said, but it's more of a parma ham or prosciutto. As an artistic material, sugar stretches back to the Ottomans and remains a hit with artists today, in part because it's easy to mix and shape into molds. Last year, Carol Walker, who is known for exploring issues of slavery through silhouette figures, attracted long lines to a former Brooklyn sugar factory by erecting A Subtlety, or The Marvelous Sugar Baby, 
a mountainous, sphinx-like woman made with sugar. Marsha Reed, chief curator at the Getty Research Institute, said cooks in Istanbul began buying sugar from North Africa and the Middle East and mixing it with a gummy tree sap to make a paste they formed into ornate tabletop sugar sculptures. Noblemen in nearby Italian port cities like Naples and Venice admired the imported delicacies and began asking their cooks to sculpt the same. Sugar's rarity made it an instant status symbol, and between the 15th and 18th centuries, it adorned just about every significant dinner party held across Europe, from Versailles to Stockholm. The Getty exhibit brims with cookbooks, souvenir booklets, and royal accounts that illustrate a panoply of sugar confections designed for conspicuous consumption, from tiny sugar figures of gods given after the meal as party favors to 45-foot-tall sugary behemoths shaped like palms.